Are you looking to start your own business but don't know what type of business to start? In today's episode, I will discuss how a rental property can be an ideal and lucrative business. I'll go over some options of how Canadian homeowners can finance their first rental property. I'll also give you some tips on how to manage your current or future rental properties from a financing and tax perspective. Let's get right to it. As always, welcome to this real estate investing lifestyle. Broadcasting from somewhere around the world, this is the Real Estate Nomad Podcast with Paulo Francilio, where we talk about creating passive income through real estate investing to live your best life. What's up, everyone? Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy out there and enjoying the summer. As per every episode, I start off by talking about the episode's thumbnail photo. And for today's show, I chose a photo of my latest trip and current location, which is in the Dominicus, Bayahi Bay, and Dominican Republic. I have been in Dominican now for almost two months. My first month I spent in Punta Cana. I chose Punta Cana initially because when you hear about Dominican, you think about the long white sand beaches of Punta Cana. I'm not sure if it's just the season or due to COVID restrictions, but I personally wasn't too impressed with the place. There wasn't a lot to do outside of your resort, and currently there's a big seaweed problem there. So just a heads up to do your research if you're looking to go anytime soon. So this led me to Bayaibe in the Dominicus Americanos area, which is only about an hour drive from the Punta Cana airport. So far, this is my favorite spot in the DR. It is a nice little town with beautiful white sand beach with turquoise water. There's a landmark black and white striped lighthouse by the water that makes the beach landscape so picturesque. Dominicus also has a big Italian expat community, so there are a lot of Italian-owned restaurants where you can try some authentic Italian food. I will be driving to the northern part of Dominica next week to see other popular spots in the DR, so I will let you know if Bayaibe holds to be my favorite. Follow me on Instagram at Real Estate Nomad if you want to follow my adventure there. Also, if you want a recommendation of a great place to stay in Bayaibe, I will leave the link to our awesome Airbnb on the show notes. Shout out to Vlad and Rado, who were incredible hosts. Lastly, before I get started, I want to give a quick shout out to my mortgage broker network, who just did a massive rebrand last month to Pineapple. The reason I can work efficiently even when I'm working remotely and traveling most of the time is the amazing tools and support I have by being part of this great network. If anyone listening in Canada is interested in a career in the mortgage brokering industry, make sure you check out Pineapple. Now, let's jump right on to today's show. I always meet people who are interested in starting a business but don't have any ideas on what business to start. If you're one of these people, I encourage you to look into investing in a rental property and make it your small business. You might ask, how do I consider it a small business? Well, it has the exact same attributes as a business. Number one, it is a business entity. And if you have a rental property and you file your own taxes, you know what I'm talking about. You file your rental income and expenses on a section called Statement of Real Estate Rentals, much like you file your small business activities on a Statement of Business or Professional Activities section on your T1 General. They are practically identical. While we're on the topic of personal taxes, I recommend every Canadian to do their own taxes at least once so you get a basic understanding of how Canadian taxes work. I promise you it will go a long way with your financial literacy. There are a lot of tax softwares out there that will guide you step-by-step step with the whole process. Don't be like my little sister who thinks taxes is like gambling or roulette. 
I'm just kidding. I think after filing her taxes this year, she has a good grasp on it now. Anyway, aside from rental properties being a business entity for tax reasons, you also have capital, cash flow, and clients with a rental property very much like a regular business. Your capital is your down payment and closing costs. Cash flow is your rental income minus expenses, which are mainly the mortgage payment, property taxes, and maintenance. And your client is your tenant. So it has the exact same components as of a business. Lastly, rental properties appreciate in value much like a small business. Although how the value of a small business versus a rental property is calculated is where they may differ. Just a disclaimer, I am not an expert of small business valuation, but I have watched a lot of seasons of Shark Tank and Dragon's Den. So from my understanding, businesses are valued by their annual profit and projected income. So typically they would be valued by 3 to 5x of their revenue. And rental properties are valued by market value based on recent sales comparables. I believe it's easier for a rental property to appreciate in value compared to other small businesses. As it is also an investment, it will just appreciate in value over time regardless of how you operate it. Honestly, due to the high prices of real estate in Canada, it is becoming more and more difficult to find properties where you will have a positive cash flow and minimum with minimum capital invested. But the capital appreciation is where you will make up for the shortfall. So there you have it. Those are my five reasons I consider rental properties to be a small business. So now, let's explore how you can finance your first business slash rental property. Rental properties have more capital requirements as you will need a minimum of 20% down payment for you to finance it. But with today's significant market appreciation, a lot of Canadian homeowners are sitting on a lot of equity that they can utilize. As per recent statistics, it shows that the average Canadian homeowner has 76.5% equity in their homes. So as the national average home price in Canada is about $680,000 as of Q2 of 2021, this means the average homeowner is sitting on about $500,000 worth of equity in their homes. Now, if you have the goal of owning one property and being mortgage-free, that is totally fine. Just keep paying down that mortgage. Although, in my opinion, you can find better ways for that equity to work for you. If you want to create a passive income, you know from my last episode that I promote the power of leveraging to build wealth. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to episode two. So if you're one of these Canadian homeowners sitting on significant equity from this crazy market appreciation, and you're interested in owning your own rental business to create another income stream, here's how you can go about doing it. There are two main approaches you can take. One, refinance your current home to 80% of the market value to come up with a 20% down payment and closing costs for the new rental property you are looking to purchase. Or you can refinance your current property, turn that into a rental, and purchase a new principal residence. The second approach requires less capital, because if you are looking to buy a new principal residence, you're able to purchase this with as little as 5% down payment. I would like to take this time to debunk the myth that you can only put a 5% down payment if you're a first-time home buyer. This 5% down payment is available to anyone purchasing a principal residence. The 20% down payment requirement is only if you're purchasing an investment or a rental property. This has nothing to do with being a first-time home buyer or not. So if you don't have enough equity to come up with a 20% down payment to purchase a rental property, the second approach might be a better option for you. 
With that said, you will still need to qualify for both mortgages. And the good news is you are able to use part of the the rental income for qualification purposes. I don't want to dive too deep on how to qualify for multiple mortgages. I will have an episode on creative financing solutions. And no, I do not mean anything illegal. I will discuss what options are out there if you get declined by your bank. For now, I will leave you with advice to deal with a mortgage professional that has the knowledge and experience to know about all the financing options available and not just one product line from one lender. I have owned a few rental properties over the years and I just want to share a few best practices I have learned from being a landlord and also give you some tips to help you qualify for financing for future mortgages. Number one, as mentioned earlier, your tenants are your clients. Pick them wisely and treat them well. I have declined dozens of applicants in the past and left properties empty for two to three months when I didn't find an ideal tenant. Do not pick a tenant just to have a tenant as it is more difficult and costly to evict a bad tenant in the future. Familiarize yourself with the Landlord and Tenant Act in your own province to know what rights you have as a landlord and also what the tenant's rights are. I will have an episode about how to choose the ideal tenant in the future. Number two, have a separate bank account for each rental property. This one you will thank me later on. If you have three rental properties, those are three separate bank accounts. This way you can easily track income and expenses for each property. This will make your life easier when you are filing your personal taxes and also help you when you are looking for mortgage financing in the future. Sometimes lenders require you to show the proof of deposits every month to be able to use the rental income for qualification. So make sure if you're depositing rent checks or getting email transfers, deposit into one account, ideally around the same time each month. Three, when you are structuring your mortgages to purchase a rental property, make the mortgage for the rental as high as it can be versus the mortgage on your principal residence, keeping in mind that you can write off mortgage interest on the rental property against the rental income. And four, choose a variable rate mortgage for your rental property. I always get asked by clients, should I go fixed or variable? When it comes to your principal residence, this is typically a longer conversation as there are many factors to consider. But for a rental property, the flexibility of being able to break your mortgage at any time with three months interest penalty is the main reason I would recommend a variable rate mortgage. For those listening that are not aware, fixed rate mortgage penalties are calculated by interest rate differential, which can sometimes end up being tens of thousands of dollars. And a variable rate mortgage penalty is always calculated with three months interest, which is more favorable if you are breaking the mortgage. So to me, Not having to consider a large penalty to break your mortgage is a great feature to have in case you wanted to sell your rental property in the future for whatever reason. To summarize today's episode, with the Canadian real estate market experiencing historic gains, many Canadian homeowners are sitting on a lot of equity built up in their homes. And if you are one of these Canadians and you are interested in creating another source of income, I would recommend for you to consider owning a rental property. Putting your equity to use by investing in another property builds your network faster as you have two properties working for you. There's nothing wrong with just owning one property and having a goal of being mortgage-free. But with only having a principal residence, the only way you can fully utilize and enjoy this equity is by selling your home, and unfortunately, you need a place to live in. 
but investing in building equity in a rental property, you will have more freedom to utilize the gains as it is not connected to your personal life. Imagine having $100,000 appreciation in a rental property after four to five years of being invested, which in today's market is fairly realistic. To me, that's a lot of trips to plan and money for another rental property. I will leave you with this question. What would you do with an extra $100,000? And if you're listening and you're currently not a homeowner and you don't have 20% down payment to put towards a rental property, the good news is you only need 5% down payment to purchase your first property. My advice to you is get in the market now and once you build that equity to purchase another property, go back and listen to this episode to plan for that next purchase. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure to follow me on your favorite podcasting platform. This podcast will be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or you can stream it directly online at realestatenomad.ca. It is free to follow. If you have any questions, please DM me on your Instagram at realestatenomad. Thanks for your time listening and please comment and give the podcast a five-star rating if you have found some value in today's episode. Again, Welcome to this real estate investing lifestyle. On the next episode, I will discuss what it's like to build wealth in real estate in your 20s in today's current market. I will have a special guest share her journey, so make sure you hit follow so you do not miss that episode.